Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Follow us across the social medias at Wolfpack Ninjas. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Dory, and I am amped today. We have a very special guest, Rose Wetzel. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's great to get you on. You're you're kind of a superstar. We're honored to have you on the show and I want to I want to jump right in, but first, just just give us a a little bit of a the basics on you. Age, uh where you live and what you do. Okay, most important thing, my favorite color is green. Okay, we got <laughs> off straight. So, moving on, I'm 36 and I Grew up in Seattle, Washington, now live in Boulder, Colorado, and I've done probably every type of, I don't know, endurance type sport out there, but starting with more like sprints, so track runner, um, 800 meters, four by four mile, and then ran ran in college at Georgetown, and then I dabbled in a lot of like endurance type stuff afterwards, some 200 mile bike rides and triathlons and marathons, and then um, I started doing obstacle course races because... I don't know. I was a personal trainer and that sounded fun. Adding in strength training elements to running. Sure. Um, and then I got a call from American Ninja Warrior and I was like, ah, uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. I'll do that. So I did uh, season seven and eight and um, was pregnant season nine and then did season 10. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I just want to go back. T- tell us a little bit about how did you get into sports? <clears throat> I know you did a lot of running, but how did you get into sports and what made you fall in love with uh, with all that? You know, I'm a, the eighth child of a family of nine kids. So I, we were always just like a big community and like our own soccer team, basically, like playing in the backyard and stuff. And I just loved – I always loved to be outside. And I think that part of it was because we're in this big family with all these like, you know, dishes and laundry and all that and chores to do. And when I was done with my chores, I was rewarded with freedom to go play outside. So I feel like my association with being outside is like, yeah, I'm done with the dishes and laundry and homework and paper out and I got to go play outside. So I feel like I've just always loved that feeling of running outside, wind in my face, um, and being free and running to see friends and playing soccer or whatever. Um, so I think that's like initially what got me excited about it. I've had parents ask me, Hey, you got a scholarship to run at Georgetown. Like, how can I help develop that athleticism in my kid? And, you know, my parents, they're lovely people. They had nine kids. They weren't, I mean, they've watched me race like, you know, five times combined in my life. Um, so it wasn't so much that they were pushing me or even encouraging me at all to do it. 
I had this innate desire to do it. And so um, that might not be a super satisfying act, uh, um, answer for a parent. But I think that if you're if your kid, if your if your kid can associate the exercise with with fun, and even if they're competitive, that's great. That can still be fun. But um, I would say people tend to do um, uh, more damage with too much pressure at a young age. So I feel like, you know, um, really thinking about you know making it fun and in- encouraging kids um, when they're young will help them to develop an association with it. That's that's um, that's good, you know. And, and we want that for our kids. We want them to you know, pursue a sport if they're really into it, um, or many sports, I think is always good. Um, but then also just, um, if they had to be really competitive, that's great, but not lose that sense, that childlike sense of, of joy, of, of swinging through obstacles, of running outside and like <laughs> winning the face, you know? Yeah. Um, because we can get hung up on the pressure and the um, nervousness and, um, and kind of lose that sense of joy. And I feel like I, I haven't lost that. And, I think part of it is, I don't know, I've worn costumes after college when I wasn't necessarily in the greatest shape because I was working at a summer camp. I would wear costumes while running, you know, road races. And I think I just really remember to always make sure I was having a good time and enjoying the people around me. That's awesome. Well, it sounds like your parents really did it right, made you work, and then you got to go have fun. What would you have to say to some of the parents that maybe their kids aren't you know, they're not, they're like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go and, and do this. I don't want to go outside and work out. How, how would you, you know, help them to motivate their kids to, to get out and go? Uh, yeah, I mean, if out. someone's a, yeah, if someone's like a, like a parent of, of a kid who's like maybe really into gaming and they're like, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but I just really want them to go outside. I love to be outside. I want them to, um, you know, uh, uh, live a life that is um, not in front of a screen all day. I would say that, you know, we, no one likes to be told what to do. And obviously as a parent, and I'm learning now as a parent of a toddler, like you have to tell your kids what to do. It's part of the job. But at the same time, if you can, you can find a way to make it fun. So even with my um, experience uh, as a personal trainer, whenever someone's been like, oh, I need a really spouse to work out, they're not very healthy. And it's like, instead of being like, you should go work out instead, it's always better if you can say, hey, I'm going to go do this fun hike. Do you want to come with me? Um, hey, I'm going to go do this fun. Like, you need to go outside and exercise, you know, to your 10 year old. It's like, hey, make it fun. Hey, we're going to go um, on a bike ride to a, you know, me, uh, you know, kids museum or to, uh, you know, playground or whatever it is that your kid might be genuinely interested in. Um, it might be to game works or something, you know, but, but find a way to incorporate in, in a way that the kid will be excited about it themselves. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think you're right on. And I think you can do the same thing with, with food. I was just thinking about that as you were talking. I was like, you know, that's kind of what I do with my kids when I, I want them to eat veggies and stuff. I, I get them involved. I get them in participating in it. And it's sort of this fun, interactive thing instead of me, you know, sitting there at the table forcing them to eat green beans, it's, which right? <laughs> is yeah. never it's never fun. <laughs> yeah, you put the green beans up your nose and you make a game out of it. Okay, maybe don't do that. But <laughs> If you, you include them. So um, speaking of nutrition, also very, very important, of course, I've heard of um, this system that a, that a parent set up where they made it a game out of um, eating for their kids where it was like, okay, we need, we, here's a rainbow, like a little rainbow chart. 
we're going to try to eat something from every color of the rainbow today. So, you know, then that way the kid, instead of being like, I don't want to eat a carrot, they're like, oh, I haven't eaten anything orange today. Can I have an orange or a carrot or whatever? And so the kid gets to be involved and have fun and also feel like some like sense of of self and independence or individuality, like, well, or like just, uh, like autonomy, I guess. Like I I'm the one that wants to do, like, I'm going to eat this carrot because I want to eat it because I like my rainbow being filled in as opposed to dad, I don't like carrot. <laughs> you know, because yeah. we're, we're it's human nature to rebel. And if they don't do it when they're 10, they're going to do it when they're 15. And, um, and again, if we can, you know, I eat healthy because I want to eat healthy. I, I like to eat intuitively. I, I, I eat something and 20 minutes later, I'm like, how do I feel? Do I feel energized from that? Or do I feel like I'm, you know, breaking out and feeling gross and my stomach is churning? You know, it's like, um, how do I feel? Yes, I like things to taste good too, but I also want to feel good afterwards. So, um, so yeah, so just being able to hone that in your kid, and, and yeah, my parents wanted me to eat healthy, and they and they, but at the same time, I think that the fact that I loved to exercise just because I loved that feeling of running outside, and then I I was able to see the relationship between feeling good while exercising and eating healthy. That it just it, it was more of a natural thing, and I do it because I want to do it, not because mommy and daddy say I have to do it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And if you can get the the kids doing it now, creating this this healthy relationship between play, working out, food, nutrition, all these things, it really sets you up for the future. And if you, I'm the same way. Like I I like to eat things that make me feel good, and and I think kids do too. But they also have. A, <laughs> it's easy to get addicted to sugar. Because it's so readily available. It's just it's oh, everywhere. Oh, sure. And, and kids don't necessarily understand the concept of a sugar crash. They're like, oh, 20 minutes later, why do I feel so tired and yucky? Like, they're too busy running around, you know, doing stuff. Like, I mean, I'm kind of more in toddler mode right now. How old is your oldest? I know you have a a kid, uh, a, a toddler, too. Yeah, I have, I have a four-and-a-half-year-old Pax, and then Olivia is uh, 19 months. So, yeah. Yeah. So right, so four and a half. Yeah, so so still kind of a little more similar similar to toddler age than like a preteen, but yeah, at some point when you get to be um, you know, when you when when you're young like that, like Pax's age still, like he's not sitting around thinking about the long term effects of sugar on his body or <laughs> crash he's still yeah. he's just like whatever. Like it really takes, you know, pretty much becoming uh, like a teenager, sure. at least an adult to really say, Hey, like when I eat this five pieces of pizza, I get a stomach ache and I feel pretty crappy. Um, maybe I'll just have one or maybe I'll <laughs> opt for something that just feels healthier. Like it's something to develop. But, but also another big thing is that parents also just, there's also just a live by example concept, right? Like, Hey, I'm living a happy, good, healthy life. I feel good. And this is what I'm eating. This is how I exercise. And then kids can just say, Hey, well, my parents did that and they seem pretty happy. So maybe I'll just do it too. Cause I want to be happy. Feel good. Monkey see, monkey do. I <laughs> agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're a super athlete. I was looking at some of your stats, stalking you a little bit, and I was like, "Dang, that's impressive." How how is has training has training changed at all for you? Uh, you know, having a kid now. What's the like the, the transition been like? 
Yeah, it's very different. I mean, I was almost going to make a joke of like, different? Not at all. No, there's, I can think about it. It's unbelievably different. It is, yeah. I mean, I've had setbacks. I've had my own life obstacles like anyone else has. Um, so I've, I've, I I've, know that I, I do what I do because I truly love it. And I have what I call a diversified portfolio of motivations. So it's not just simply like... I want to feel a certain way or look a certain way or, um, have a certain medal or have a certain title. It's like, I, I have like all of the above plus seven more, you know, it's like, I, so on a day, if it's like, Oh, I, you know, I want to work out because I, you know, want to be able to do this race with a friend. Well, maybe, you know, I was going to do like a, like a 200 mile bike ride with a guy I was dating when I was in my early twenties and then we broke up. Well, I still did it because I wanted to do a new challenge. Right. So I, I had a different reason that could swoop in and still motivate me if the original main reason was no longer there. Right. So I would encourage people to say like, you know, what, what is it? Why is it that I, that I want to do this, um, particular goal and you know, what are other ways I can hold myself accountable? What are, what are other ways that I'm motivated and like, choose the goal that, that you're really motivated by for more than one reason. So in case you're like, Oh, I'm doing this because I want to like, you know, uh, lose my eight holiday pounds. Well, what if you lose them early before you do that marathon? And you're like, well, maybe I won't do the marathon then, <laughs> you know? Um, so just have that diversified portfolio and I, and I feel like I've, I have that. And so now that I have a baby, um, I'm able to tap into all of those reasons and motivations and say, Hey, you know what, for this next, at least six months after having a kid, probably a year, it was at least a year. I'm probably not going to be winning any races or coming anywhere close to winning races. So I still want to train and train hard. What are my other reasons for working out? Well, it just feels good. I like to be outside running in the mountains. I like the wind on my face. I like to socialize with friends and run with them. I like to, you know, feel strong. I like to have a new challenge. Ooh, getting in shape after having a baby, that's a new challenge. I feel like... If you have a history of knowing your own psychology and understanding what motivates you and making sure you have lots of good reasons to stay motivated, it can help you stay motivated after an injury, after a you know divorce, after having a baby, after after whatever life may throw at you. Um, and so, yeah, so now life of the baby is like, okay, I'm, I'm still training and making that a priority in a lot of ways, but obviously my kid is more important than anything. You know, oh, your kid has a fever. Well, I'm going to the hospital if it's bad and not doing my run first and then going to the hospital if your kid's, you know, sick, you know, it's like at some point, obviously, right. I don't care how professional of an athlete you are. You know? So, so obviously there's that, main prior main priority, but I still have um my athletics as a priority. It's also my career, so I, I have that extra motivation too. Um but basically I try to incorporate Taylor in as much as I can. Um every time I go out to exercise uh to go for a run, um specifically I'll be like, Mommy's gonna go run, mommy run, 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 run. And she kinda has a little fun game with it. And then I go and she goes bye and I'm and off I go and she doesn't get upset. Um and it, whenever I can I have some you know ninja ninja handholds in my backyard tree, some rings and nunchucks and stuff. And, you know, I'll swing on them. I have her, her, her baby, um, swing right next to like a, a rope to climb up and, and, and rings to swing from. So I'll like be, be pushing her on the swing, but also hanging from one hand from the ring to work my grip. So I try to be creative and I try to just add her in, um, as much as I can. Like I just put 
a video up on on my Instagram page at Running Rosie, and I'm basically doing two pull ups with her sitting on me like with my with my knees up like like I created a little like perch throne for her and she's just sitting there and I'm doing pull-ups and she starts signing um for more like like a (laughs) personal trainer being like more mom come on mom faster more so um you know all you got mom (laughs) I'm like man you're tough but um but you're just adding her in like I'm doing you know crunches on the floor anything or planks yeah she comes she crawls on me she's having fun i get to be bonding with her hanging out with her still getting my workout in and she sees me working out and living that healthy lifestyle and enjoying it and i think that's really valuable too it's something that you're not going to learn from a classroom necessarily on tv like they're just going to see that from those primary people in their lives their parents wow that was that was awesome (laughs) no i i agree i that, right? that was yeah, great. I, yeah. I what, what are your What are your insights? Enough about me. No, so- no. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I totally agree. I think that incorporating your kids into your life is just that's just part of it. And you know, at first when I, my kids were really young, it was tough to to get out and climb and and do the same things we did before. But the more we did it, the easier it got, and they kind of got used to it. And then, oh, we're going going on a hike we're gonna hang out at these boulders or we're gonna you know hang out at this cliff and you know as they get older and then they want to do it too and, and Pax has become my little climbing buddy and it's great oh that's so cute <laughs> yeah. four and a half it's impressive yeah but he's like daddy you know like I get it yeah you're cool man ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of, kind of cool. Not Dude, as cool speaking as you. of impressive athletic achievements, you have nailed Ninja War every year. I mean, you—it's like you're a machine, but you're not. You're a dad. You're a human. Like you have to put in the work, obviously. But it's so impressive how consistent you've been. Oh, thank. I you. mean, dude, seriously, pat yourself on the back. <laughs> wow. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. Coming here. I mean, man, yeah. Give me some tips. I gotta, I gotta get back in, on my game after, uh, after having a kid. You know, like Ninja Warrior. I mean, I had a couple good years there. Had a baby. Had not my best year, but you know, it's okay. Only a few months postpartum, really. But um, yeah. But I, uh, I've got big goals again. I mean, why not? Right? It's fun. It's a privilege. It's fun to be on the show. It's fun to be you know, doing sports and having people look up at you with googly eyes saying you inspire me. It's like, hey, that's that's cool because I'm really kind of just running around in the mud and playing on obstacles in a way. But if I'm inspiring you to be a healthier person, that gives a lot more value to what I'm doing. Absolutely. No, I, I 100% agree. It's just, it's inspiring people to go out and have fun and, and do the things that they love. It's 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 a great feeling. And I, that leads me kind of into my next question. I want to know, how do you train to be so well-rounded? I mean, you're – and actually I have another question in after that that I want to ask you. It's maybe – I'm not sure exactly how to ask it, but let's. I want to hear about how you train. Sure. So I – okay, what did I do today? Today was my quote-unquote easy day. So I um, went for a run um, while um, Taylor was – um, not napping. I try to plan it when she's napping, but she was awake. Um, but that was okay. I sang my little song and, and, and left. I mean, I was gone for 40 minutes, so nothing too crazy. Um, my Tim, Tim, my husband is so awesome. He's just such a stellar partner in all of this. Um, so he's, he's just like, yeah, do what you gotta do by all means. Um, you know, he's, he's getting dinner cooked, all that. Um, 
And then I did some grip strength work where I was like doing some, some L hangs, L, L holds with a weight in between my knees and then a farmer's carry directly into some pull-ups with like a five second dead hang going until failure, you know, rest a couple minutes, do it again a few more times. Um, so that's just in my garage. Um, I have a, a pull-up bar and so I was able to do that in my, in my home, which is really helpful. Like something I've learned is that, you know, there's so much you can do in your own home with your own body weight. And, and that's something that I'm really working on um, helping educate others about. Like I've been a personal trainer for over a decade in a gym. Then I moved to um, a park working out the back of my car. Um, and I loved it because my, my clients who were in an office for eight to 10 hours a day got to be outside at 6 a.m. You know, they loved it. And I loved it too. Um, and now I'm realizing as a parent, um, that you, you can really do a lot at home and you kind of have to, if you have a kid and you're staying at home for, for any period of time, um, you kind of got to get creative and there's so much you can do with your body weight and there's so much you can do with very minimal equipment. And so I'm really learning to utilize that so that I can maximize my time with my daughter. Um, especially before she goes off to school and starts, you know, you know, too cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, it's such a special time with the kids. I mean, yeah. they're only little like that for such a blink. And then all of a sudden, they're these big people. And you're like, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, it's true. It's true. So, um, so yeah, I just want to try to find that balance and it's hard and I try to do it all. And sometimes I do it well and I'm like, yeah, but most of the time I try to do it all well and I'm like, Oh gosh, this is now I'm doing nothing well, you know. So sometimes we just have to, you know. I mean, I'm reading the pick, pick, pick the priorities really well, and I'm reading this um, book. And by reading, I mean like skimming one page every five days. Like really, let me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's called Pick Three. It's by Randy Zuckerberg, and it's basically like you can have it all. Like family, family, sleep, working out, um, fitness, friends. You can have it all, but just not every day. So every day, wake up and pick three of those things. Do those three things well. Let two of them slide, um, and that might mean you have to pick work every weekday, but the weekend instead you pick friends or, you know, whatever. Um, but do those things and do them well. And so I'm, I'm basically analyzing that concept, um, using it myself, but then also I really want to help other, other people again. Um, I was, I was personal training full time for a long time. Got got a chance to be, go from semi pro runner to a, um, full professional, uh, obstacle course racer. So I took it, of course, I've done little personal training here and there, it's partly just like for free for friends, but I love being involved in other people's goals because it also takes some pressure off of mine and I get more excited about other people's goals sometimes than they do, I feel like. And so I want to do some personal training, but even like some like, like, like online type training. And I want to rem- remind, especially like, like new moms, like postpartum moms to really like just take care of themselves and remember to add in that self-care. And, you know, we're not going to look exactly how we, we, we did before we had a baby two weeks after, and it might not even be two months or probably maybe not even two years sometimes. But if we take care of ourselves and we, we, we think about our energy and our confidence, also not just fitness, nutrition, eat better, work out harder, um, then we can take care of ourselves more holistically and set ourselves up for a foundation of better health and fitness the rest of our lives. So I'm just trying to figure out how I can really send that message out to people, um, and, um, and just help guide them from, okay, I had a baby. Wow. Awesome. But also, Oh my gosh, this is hard. No time for me. How do I 
start to get my kind of identity of sorts back at some point um, and get my health and fitness back so that we can be healthy and fit for ourselves, um, but also for our kids, for your grandkids, you know, what whatever lies ahead. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, how I can not just continue my athletics and, in, 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 to be honest, have hopefully a better year than ever because, you know, hashtag mom strong, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but also find a way to guide and motivate others along the way because I feel like, you know, I put a lot of work into – I worked through some postpartum depression. I, we moved because we thought Colorado would be a better place to train, which it totally is, more ninja gyms, all of that. But it was hard leading, leaving my friends and family too. Um, so I feel like I've I've worked through a lot of setbacks and obstacles, and I'm 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 coming up for air with more gratitude and humility than ever, but also more fire, like a like a caged animal, just like ready to be released, um, and not ready to have another kid yet. <laughs> um, so I'm like, okay, like let's have a good year, and and I know that part of that will be you know, based upon how can I also help other people? Um, because if it's always all about me all the time, that's just like, I said, I'm eight to nine kids. Like I'm not used to things always being all about me. Right. So, so if I can help others and also stay focused on my athletic goals, spend quality time with Taylor, you know, um, you don't know, have a million friends in Boulder. Maybe that's not a terrible, I have some, I do have some good quality people. Yes. Um, but maybe instead of having like a party every weekend to go to and friends and, and being super social, maybe it's good that I'm focusing on just a few quality friends here. I just saw a bunch of my friends in Seattle. So that was great. Filled up my, my love bucket there and just, um, spend less time out socializing and more time really focus on my family, my athletics, and helping other people get to their goals too. Holy cow, Rose, you're, <laughs> you're incredible. Oh my gosh. I, I feel so inspired right now. You're you're awesome. I mean, Thank holy you. cow. I, I appreciate it. I can't say I felt super inspiring last year at this time, but you know what? We all go through setbacks and obstacles, and that is what makes us stronger. And once we realize that, we own that, and we move on, we can then inspire others who have been, who are in the spot that we were in, and that makes us a more valuable asset to society. I think, um, be it as a friend, as a, as a human, as a social media influencer, or, or whatever um, our role may be. So, so yeah. Um, Hopefully you'll have, I'll have some fun training videos and 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 such coming out. Um, focused on to start postpartum women who just want to gain some strength and confidence back and don't really have the ability to leave their home and don't have any equipment, but just kind of you know want to get feeling better. So yeah, working on it. No, it's incredible. I mean, I I've had the 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 opportunity to. I mean, I, I I can't grow a baby, but my wife, you know, she grew our, our two beautiful children, and I did. I got to see her kind of go through that, and it's it's tough because you spend you know ten months with this this baby, and then you gotta when when the baby finally comes, it's like you gotta be in survival mode for another six months to a year, and you get sucked out of your own world. So to to see how you've really taking the reins and taking control of your life i'm i'm really inspired you know and i, I just want to let the listeners know how do we how do we stay up to date and follow and 
continue to be inspired by you. Um, thanks. Yeah. Quick, quick follow up to what you said, which I appreciate so much. 10 months. Yes, it is 10 months. It's not nine months. It's 10 months. It <laughs> does not come out until rounded up 10 months. Yeah. So thank yeah. you for that. New favorite person. Um, but, but yeah, it, 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 it is, it's such an, an incredible, wonderful, unique, and just Oh, you, there's no way to prepare for an experience. Um, and, and I feel like now that I've gone through it and I'm on the other side and I feel like I've, I've, you know, people are like, Oh, you're going to bounce back. You were so fit before bounce back. I am scraping and crawling my way back. I mean, I finally feel like I've gotten there, but like it took over a year. Um, and I mean, I had some complications and stuff. So anyways, it's just like, it's just, it is what it is. But again, I feel like it set me up to be better able to help others. Um, and, and for that, I'm, I'm grateful, right? Cause, because I think life is all about connection. Um, and so, um, yeah, so, so connect with me, follow me, um, you share with me your story. I'm on Instagram. Um, and my user handle there is at running Rosie. I'm on Facebook under Rose Wetzel and on Twitter under at Rose Wetzel as well. So um, I would love to hear other people's, their stories, what's worked for them, what was tough for them, what they learned. And just, uh, I just love to connect with people. So, yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) No, I'm still kind of. I'm still a little shocked. I'm so inspired. This this has been awesome. And I only have a couple more questions, but uh, so you do all these competitions, and I've seen you stand on a lot of podiums, and <clears throat> you're incredible. How how do you how do you cope with the pressure? How do you prepare for? You know, you got this long race. You're about to be on TV. How do you prepare for that emotionally and physically? So I would say that one psychological trick that I use to deal with pressure, and there is a lot of pressure. Um, you know, my my husband Tim had cancer three years ago. He's doing fine now. But um, you know, he it basically kinda he had to have this twelve hour surgery. It, he had to recover for many months in his personal training career. Um took a big hit, understandably, because he couldn't even lift weights for people. Um and then we ended up moving and he's been, he's been really been, um, a point person for Taylor for me to be able to go and work out when I need to and all of that. Um, so it made a lot of sacrifices for me. Um, but it does add more pressure to what I do. And I think that pressure is a privilege. So I am on the starting line of races. I have a bigger smile than anybody else. I mean, I'm not just saying that I literally have looked at pictures. I have the bigger smile than anybody else. <laughs> I, I know you're, you're so bubbly. It's awesome. I love it. I'm just like, she's I mean, ready. <laughs> I think, I mean, I've also stood on like two to 300 start lines and it's not that everyone isn't special, but at some point I know that my self-worth is not dependent on how I finish in that race. I've had awesome races. I've had terrible races. My parents had no clue I was even racing that day. I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't let that be my entire identity. I feel like it's a privilege to have pressure. It's a privilege to be able to run, have two legs, breathe, be alive. So I keep that perspective with me on the starting line and as I race. And I 
try to um, yeah, just find that balance between pumping myself up and saying, hey, this race matters so much. Go out there. Give it your all. Hurt and, 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 and make, it, make it worth all the time, especially now that you've spent away from your daughter training. Um, and it, but at the same time, it's not like it's the end of the world if you don't get the outcome that you want. So that's how I deal with pressure. I try to step back for a moment to have some perspective and say, this is not everything. Um, it's not my entire, like I said, self-worth and all of that. So that really helps me a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'd say that's the main trick, just uh, keeping that perspective. Keeping perspective. So true. So true. No, I, I agree. What do you do? Yeah. What, what about you? you you're pressure. You know, it's like a <laughs> face. Uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I got, I have a little mantra that I, that I like to, to say to help me keep perspective, uh, breathe, relax, smile and bring it, you know, we're out here having fun and, you know, there's only so much training you can put in before it's go time. And you, you, once it's go time, you just do the best you can. And, yeah, I totally agree. You cannot have your identity wrapped up in the outcome, and you won't perform at your best if you really are that worried about it. You really need to be able to stay focused in the moments that that count, and you know that's where I try to focus on. And also, breathing for me is is a big one. Uh, watching my breath and making sure I'm not holding my breath and my breathing patterns and and things like that. So, I I, I agree. You're, you're nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, honestly, I mean, thank you. Honestly, I think that you have more pressure than I do because, um, as far as I know, unless you're doing like a, a climbing competition every other weekend, Ninja Warrior is where you, as far as I know, um, like do the most competing. Correct That's me right. if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done a lot of the uh, the uh, World Cups or, or competitive rock climbing in the past year. I'm just. Yeah, scaled back to do a lot more ninjas stuff. Yeah, yeah so it's actually, in a way, would put more pressure on you because um, you have more like, you know, one or two shots a year as opposed to me having, you know, eight to ten. Um, again, I still have pressure, yeah, but but I have even more respect for you because it's like, this is like, you've been training. It's like marathoners. It's like, I have so much respect for marathoners. Because you're, 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 you can do that like twice a year while tops. So it's like, you're, you're sitting on that starting line and it's like, you better hope the weather's good. You didn't eat bad sushi the night before. Like that's a lot of eggs in one basket. As someone who came from a, 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 an 800 meter half mile background, it's like, you have a bad race one weekend, you have a better race the next weekend. Like, you know, you get to, you get to <laughs> right. race that every weekend in high school and even in college. Um, but not, not true with the longer races and not true with American Ninja Warrior. So I'm impressed that you've been able to, again, be so consistent and not get psyched out. A, just be that skilled, but B, also not let the mental aspect get in the way, right? Like here comes yeah. the endurance. We all know how great he is. You know, you, you know what you're capable of, you know, don't fall short. And like, you don't, you never do. Like, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, oh, Rose. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure no pressure yeah yeah no i mean i i really do i try not to let because there's a lot of mind games that happen at ninja where everyone starts falling or it starts to rain and you really have to put all that out of your mind and not let people's comments or people's you know falling short on what they should 
probably be able to do on the course because the course looks easy or they thought it was going to be easy and just really focusing on you and what you're doing I think is a big is, it's a big uh, important piece of the puzzle to, to completing an obstacle course is just not not letting anyone else's emotions or nerves affect what you do when it's game time love it yeah word <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, just, just, uh, I think the last, last question here, uh, we have, we have some younger listeners and I'm sure some of them look up to you and look up to all the ninjas and want to be ninjas. What do you, what, what kind of advice would you have to, to them growing up and, tra- you know, they're, they're probably training or haven't started training yet, but want to be ninjas. What would you say to them? I would say that. remember to, like I said before, remember to have fun. Remember to check yourself and say, am I having a good time? Am I finding that balance between pushing myself and and being driven and and setting goals and really shooting for them? At the same time, am I having a good time? Am I still um, there for my friend when my friend is having a bad day? Or am I just ignoring my friend because I want to go do this workout? And, you know, like, am I I still um, remembering that I'm not just a ninja? I'm also a friend, a son or daughter, you know, whatever else – um, student, um, you know, whatever else that's, that's a part of my identity. Am I, am I respecting all of those parts of my identity and not just throwing them all to the side for one thing? Cause one, one could say, yeah, but, um, to be the best of something, don't you have to just focus on that? True, but only to a certain degree one could argue because, um, at the same time, we're all humans. We need connection. Um, you know, I've, I've known some, some, some track athletes who are, Olympic caliber and they didn't just live in a hole and, and just only go from that box to the track and back, you know, to the salad bar and back, you know, like they, they (laughs) understood, yeah, they understood that they had to, um, uh, 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 foster those other parts of themselves. And did they make a lot of sacrifices? Yeah, they totally made a lot of sacrifices too, of course. But especially when you're, when, when, when you're like a younger ninja, um, you know, have fun, work hard, of course, at the same time, um, just remember to be a good friend and to be, um, you know, just to be a good human too. Um, and, and, and look out for others and encourage others and, Find that balance between being competitive, but also really um, encouraging others, mentoring others, someone younger than you. You know, even if you're, you know, quote unquote, only 12 and you're looking up to all the older ninjas, there's probably a 10 year old looking up to you. Um, So maybe if you stopped at the ninja gym and gave them a tip, they would totally love that. So just to foster that environment that we have on a team ninja war that we have at the Wolfpack Ninja tour, like where we, where we really help each other out and create this, um, welcoming environment and where we, we, we push each other in, in a positive way. It's really important that, that that's what I would say. Just, just remember to have fun and foster the other parts of your identity and, um, encourage those around you. Whole body wellness. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, no, that is fantastic advice. And Rose, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Wolfpack Ninja podcast. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to, to inspire us. 
Thank you, Wolfpack. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Well, this has been another episode of the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. We're going to get a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll see you next time on the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Across the social medias at Wolfpack Ninjas.